Hey guys! Hello! Hi! Hi, Boo! Welcome to Deep Meaningless Conversation, a podcast where we talk about both everything and nothing. Brought to you by myself, Abby, also known as Sawyer. And myself, Ariami, also known as Arez. It's Jenny Kim, Jenny from the block. This is Primo, <laughs> Peace Whistles. <laughs> and I'm Tamane, also known as Tim Tim Cray, also known as Timmy the Rap Bitch Slayer, also known as Champagne Tamane. Hey! Why do you guys always laugh at me when I say Jenny from the block? <laughs> I want it to be a thing! Very I'm just like... <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen, that's how I feel. <laughs> I, I have like this image it. of JLo on the pole and I'm like, Jenny and JLo on the pole. It's like... <laughs> Well, Can you imagine? You gotta well, get used to we it. are just a girl band who can sing, so we decided to bring you a podcast instead. What if we learn how to yes. sing? Do we change this? Yeah, we already. Yeah. I mean, this is when never going to happen. <laughs> when we reach fifty thousand followers, <laughs> <laughs> so enough. And we learn how to sing. <laughs> We're gonna do it. Uh, it's really taking us so, hours to get Jenny here, guys. Huh? <laughs> Jenny, wow, <laughs> really? <laughs> You're really pushing this narrative. I'm ready for it. Anyway. I've literally never called you Jenny from the Block. Has anybody ever called Jenny Jenny from the Block? Yes, I've never people called me no. Jenny from the Block. I've all never. The time. In almost two decades, I've never called you Jenny. From the all the time, guys. Things have changed. Right. Things have changed. I'll let you have that. We'll let you have that. Well, guys, after that, um, <laughs> so on today's episode, we. Um, it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode because we don't want our parents to kill us but today we're going to be talking about our parents (laughs) 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 we're going to be talking about what it's like growing up in a country that's different from our parents culture and all the funny scary and everything else in between things that that means (laughs) but yeah I mean I guess you know, we talked about it before, we're all third culture kids, but I think for, for me, you know, growing up in England and in, you know, Western cultures, it feel it literally in so many ways feels like the antithesis to Niger to Nigerian culture <laughs> and Nigerian <laughs> parents. <laughs> like, you know, I mean it's all the typical stuff, but like when you're in school you know with for Nigerian parents it's a pressure that you must get you can only get A's or A stars mm-hmm. and in England I had so ma- we had so many friends whose parents were like happy with them just getting B's and C's yeah and they're like oh <laughs> you just staying in best. school <laughs> yeah exactly at least they're at least they're going to school yeah <laughs> if you but tried your best that's the best thing for us all this stuff I'm like what and then there's my mum being like so you got you got 98 percent what where's where why did you lose that one mark why, where's the two percent honestly even when i got into medical school even when i got into medical school she was like but it wasn't your first choice was it Jeez. <laughs> i'm like yeah but mom i'm gonna be a doctor she's like mm, okay <laughs> that's so peak honestly they're so savage keeps you stretching for the best the thing i love about it is like because you know so we have nigerian parents and you guys have like thai and korean parents and even like my friends i've spoken to who you know from colombia and different countries like we all have such similar stories yeah (laughs) is it just the west that's different is it just the western cultures i feel like everybody else but the western cultures seem to just relate yeah yeah (laughs) literally 
Do you but, think like, it's an immigrant thing? Yeah, I was literally about to say this. I think mm. it's also not immigrant, but it's also just like this uh, idea of um, life is hard. We've had to work super hard so you can have mm. the best best life. Or like, you know, there are so many people who will make your life very difficult if you don't, if you're not in a position Feed. to, you know, defend yourself, to be the best you can be and all the, all this you know uh, how do i say it? it's like they want to be compensated for for all the stuff that they've gone through and all the hard work they've done in a way so they're like you have to have the best life the best education be the best you can and it just comes out in a way that's very different to what others would expect in england i guess do you think we're gonna be the same way to our kids no i i'm uh, actually, i think oh. I'll just be like, to our kids, like just enjoy life <laughs> I think we'd be a bit different, but I still think that we probably picked up quite a lot more stuff than we realized from our parents. Mm. And it's hard for us to say at the moment that, oh yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be like this. But then when you become a parent, it'll be different. And the things you want from your children will be different from what we currently think we want. Uh, maybe. Yeah. You will never I know. Think, I think in terms of, of like school and university, I can imagine ways I'll be similar. Not, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever say like, oh, you know, where's the last two percent? But mm. saying that, like <laughs> now that now that we're adults, and I even to my younger cousins, I say, it, I'm like, look, school sucks for everyone, so you might as well just get good grades. Like you, know what I mean? you might as well. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. suck whether or not you're failing. Yeah. Um, because now that we're older, you realize like it's not the older way. Like, oh, I wish I had that extra A that will help get me this job, even mm. though you know it shouldn't matter. It does. And like, oh, I wish mm. I studied and went to that university because, you know, it, it, it helps. But even if it's just marginally, it, just, it feels like a lot when you're in the working world and struggling mm. and you're like, oh, now I want to move into investment banking. But they only take people who, you know, have a, a 2.1 and above and you didn't mm-hmm. really care. Because <laughs> like, look at us. Like, do you, I think we've all done pretty well and we're all like happy and stuff. Like, do you think we're this way because mm. of our parents or in spite of them? Ooh. Oh, mommy, don't oh. listen. <laughs> I feel like this is therapy and like really pulling some nerves. Because I feel like for me, I've, my parents are quite good. They're not like very passive sort of tiger parents. They're trying to be like, oh, you're like, we're so cool. Do whatever you want. And then you'll get the occasional like, um, let's say like they hear from a friend that like their kid goes to like somewhere like Harvard or like anything and they'll be like hmm so I heard that (laughs) 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 and then they so like they sort of have expectations without trying to shove it down my throat but then I sort of internalize this pressure even without Mm -hmm. having them say it yeah it becomes like a little voice in my head being like okay I should make a career choice that they'll not like question me much on it Mm -hmm. but then also trying to do my own thing so I feel like they're like Mm. the little voice that like is there all the all the time but yeah Yeah. I think for my mum I even said this to her a couple of days ago like our relationship has definitely improved since I graduated and started working like she there is a lot less pressure we can just talk about whatever we want um it's never like because 
for for us before when I was growing up and things were very stressful and there was always something to be like you know like GCSEs A levels all this stuff and obviously from being from a different country there was always that extra layer of like oh well if you don't pass this year you're gonna have to do an extra year and your visa won't cover it and things like Mm. that it was just external Mm. pressures like that so she'll be like well obviously she was trying to motivate me but she'll be like well you know if you if you can't finish your medical school in six years time you know you're how are you going to fund yourself because you're not going to have a visa you're not going to have a job you're not going to have a degree all this stuff so a lot of that pressure that she was feeling for herself because she was feeling Mm. helpless was coming on to me and that wasn't very good for our relationship at times yeah since it's i've graduated easy, yeah it's definitely not easy since i've graduated and i've started um working a lot of that pressure she's let go of and um it's like a completely it's like not a completely new one but it's very definitely upgraded to a better relationship for me um and she she has become way more supportive because i think Mm-mm. she sees it and also nowadays she, i know this sounds very anti-feminist but she's like mm. I should have got a son-in-law who's going to be a doctor, not made my daughter into a doctor. Because she's like, I never get to spend time with you. Like, and I think, she, you know, looking back on her life, she reflects on the things that that she did that made she may do differently if she had to do it again. Mm-hmm. I think I think we forget that our parents are like people too. Like, yeah, obviously, like I, I remember, like obviously, like genuine with your mom, like you know, she was she was feeling stressed herself, and obviously, just yeah. putting putting that on you was like you know not helpful for you at the time. But I feel like it's more like that she was processing things the way she could. She wasn't in the country, she wasn't mm-hmm. around, she couldn't see you. Mm-hmm. So I think for her, it was just like a. I think parents are just trying to cope. Like exactly, I keep reading all yeah. these like, there's no manual. Well. Exactly, yeah. and you're her only child. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. It's like there's no template. There's no. You can't compare it to anything. Yeah. You're just trying to like. Yeah. And I think she felt us. a lot of pressure because she was the one who really encouraged me to go to England, come here, study. Mm. Like, so she felt like a lot of it was like, oh my god, I made her do this. So whenever I would complain or whatever, like, or if I was having a very difficult time, it would be like, well, it was very defensive for her, you know, like, was like, mm. well, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. And I'll be like, well, you never asked me, so this is my life now. Like, do you know what I mean? I was 10 when you shipped me off, so. Yeah, I actually think that's a, I think that's a big part of it, though. I think, like, for them, it's, like, we're so far, for us, it's like, oh, we're we're away, we're living our best lives with friends, like, sleepover, fun times, but we're so far away from them, and they, like, they made those decisions for our lives, so of course they feel like it's a critique when you're complaining, (laughs) because they're the ones who put you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was often met with a very defensive, like, well, well, if you if you want to do that, then do that then. And I'd be like, well, okay. Like, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, it would just be really I... trivial things like, oh, I'm so tired. She'd be like, how are you? I'd be like, I'm tired. And she'd be like, oh, God. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, don't ask me how I am then. <laughs> Stressing your mother out. I can't even. What you said, Erez, about like being people, like, because, you know, we're now getting to a point where maybe in the next five, ten years we're going to be raising our own kids. And oh, I don't feel confident. Uh, what? Potentially, right? <laughs> oh my God. Do you guys feel confident that you can make the right decisions and pick the right schools and like tell them off about the right? Because I don't even know if I know myself what I'm doing half the time right like sometimes Mm. I'm like no I picked like that was a bad decision I shouldn't have made that decision then you have to do that for a whole child yeah (laughs) no I'm not burden on yourself 
I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm definitely not ready. So the one thing that I've gleaned is that with, with raising kids, obviously my vast experience of that. I feel like it's just about understanding the children. I feel like the one thing my mom, like my mom is really good in the sense that like she lets us be us. Like, you know, there's four, I have three siblings, there's four of us and we're all like similar, but like also very different in like our own ways. And she kind of lets everyone be who they are and doesn't like try and make us into one person. And I feel like because of that, we're able to like do like do well in our own respective fields in our own way because we don't feel like we're trying to be the other person or like my mom has an yeah. idea of who she wants us to be so i think that's really been the best part i'd say of just like letting your kids be who they are and supporting them and tailoring your parenting style to their personalities rather than what you think they should be like would you send your children to private school <laughs> slash boarding school oh. hell yeah <laughs> i was having this conversation My kids. last week <laughs> I, know. I don't even know if i can afford it no, I, I definitely won't be able to afford it. No. Yeah, I don't think I will be able to afford it. So, <laughs> also these, like, even like these nurseries, like I was looking at venues um, for my niece's oh, wow. first birthday, and literally it was like there was a nursery which was like really cute, and it was a, it was like a members club nursery, <laughs> and what? it was like you know, literally, and you pay like X thousand a month. I was like, geez, life is just See, guys, side <laughs> school. homeschooling. We started school, guys, fucking. <laughs> alternative i don't know i i I think i would send them to uh, i don't know if i would send them to a boarding school um if i'm in this country definitely would and they need to go nigeria i think they need to be in nigeria for a few years yeah i think that's important Mm. because otherwise you kind of get a bit lost and like i think having a nigerian background like school in nigeria was really helpful and i want my kids to have that because i think our, the thing about culturally like our parents obviously are nigerian or from a different country they're mm. from and they live there and we're like once removed and i feel like it's important that i want my kids to not be you know three twice removed i'm sort of thinking like by the time our children reach that age would like that culture or whatever like however we were raised like mm-hmm. still be like marginal or is it like just everyone's a global citizen kind of thing and it makes you wonder, like, in 10, like, 15 years' time, like, would that be, like, a thing for everyone now? So, like... But then 10 years ago, culture we left look school. Like... So if you think about it, we only left What's... school 10 years ago. Sorry, that time frame just doesn't compute. Yeah, so then <laughs> in the last 10 years, I mean, a lot has changed, of but course. not very much. But we're not, like, yeah. global citizens. Because I yeah. think innately, human nature, we want to hold on to what's common between people. Mm. Like... You know, unfortunately, it's just one of those things that you will relate to people who are from a culture that's similar to you rather than something that's completely different. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's going to change. I think people, yeah, I think we're, we're probably going into the reverse with the whole Brexit and Trump era. I think people are wanting to stay homogenized and not mm. actually be. And also, I think well, when like people say, ooh. <laughs> Big word of the day. I love it. I love it. Sorry, Thanks, go on. Guys. Educated. That is cool. <laughs> uh, you guys are fools. But, um, <laughs> but I think, um, especially if you think about it, like people are saying they're global citizens, but what they mean is that they like go on lots of holidays. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Of- I have encountered many. <laughs> in terms of like actually you know growing up in different cultures and spending years and having to live through the difficulties of that i don't think a lot of people are still doing that yeah like having an actual appreciation like not just going to a country and like staying in the tourist spots but like actually like engaging with the culture speaking to the people having an actual open mind i don't see a lot of that i see a lot of instagram Mm. photos by a boat (laughs) then you come back (laughs) even if you go like somewhere and go to like 
Dubai, because you obviously Dubai is full of expatriates, right? And people, even kids that go to school there, they're not engaging with any new cultures, really. So I think there's a lot of pressure with all the social media and all the um, the showy side of life that people want to appear, or there's pressure to appear open-minded, um, engaging, and like very forward-thinking when it comes to multicultural um, friendships, multicultural relationships, whatever it may be, and. But I don't. I haven't met people who are truly interested, truly engaged in becoming more open themselves and becoming educated. I think it's a lot of it is very superficial, from what I have seen. I mean, correct me if you guys have other. I think other there are people. There are think, people, but yeah. you know, a lot of it is driven by. I should be more open-minded. I should be. It's not like oh, I want to be. Mm. I mean, I swear it's better than being close-minded. Like, yeah, of I don't course, know. of course. Your intentions, are, if if you're like you're trying to do something, or like you're trying to force it, at least in that process, hopefully you pick up one or two things. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. do think the multicultural and just everything that comes with, you know, meeting new people. I think that's something that cracks me up with having like Nigerian parents because you know you'll go to school in England or America and like have meet people from such different backgrounds you'll meet you know transgender people all sorts of things that our parents are not necessarily used to experiencing in their home countries such lives and that's the thing and we come back home and like i'm you know me i'm always they always say i have a sharp mouth so like some you know my mom will say something or whoever and i'll fight back because i'm like it's so narrow-minded it's 2020 how can you be saying this but like to be fair to them, it's not something that they've had to ever, ever deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think we should share our biggest, like, what is, like, one thing that you clash your parents on, like, culturally? Ooh. Ooh. Something that's, like, a sticking point. I, I know mine already. <laughs> I mean, I have... <laughs> Multiple. Oh, so many. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so one either. that... Oh, my mom's next door, so I have to not say it too <laughs> But one that me and my mom talk about a lot, and my sister, we both fight on it, is the way women dress. Mm. So my mum's very like, oh, you know, she she go out. I think she even did it with Toby once. She was like, she went out, saw some girl in bum shorts, and her boobs were... Her cleavage was all out. And my mum has a big problem with it. For stupid reasons, I have no idea. I'm like, what's your? She goes, but why do you have to just release it all? That you know, men will be looking at you. It's like that's not their fault. That's a man's fault. But she and my sister's obviously. My sister's a lot chestier than me. So when my sister wears clothes that are more revealing, every time my mum will say, "Why do you have to wear these clothes? What's wrong with you? Why can't you just cover up? Be decent." De- I have the word decent. Mm. <laughs> it's my biggest clashing like that in particular because that affects me and I don't know why she sees it like that yeah it's really <laughs> I, but I do think like the more conversations I have with her the more her mind starts to change on lots of things mm. like I do think the more you challenge your parents the more they start to move into this generation but my only my yeah. only question with that is like I feel like when I hear these things like I completely agree with you but my mm. only thing is I feel like obviously being Nigerian, like Nigerians culturally, we're very like it only comes to that decency mm. or whatever that means in the bit, mm. probably the patriarchy in some way, or whatever. Mm. But like it's a very big thing to cover up and be modest and like that community mm. sense of like telling each other's children off. Like it's not your child, but you'd be like, you know, you tell them off, even mm. though that's not your child, yeah, which is yeah. weird in this country. Yeah. 
but that's, Nigeria, that's, very that's how we do yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. so I feel like for her having that kind of emotion is more like a she's caring about that girl saying cover yourself you don't want to put yourself in danger it's coming from a place of mm. concern and care like I always think like it's never malicious it's just mm. more like I'm no, trying to protect not, you yeah it isn't malicious mm. But it's also like mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> that is anti-cultural. But to be fair, if it if it was Nigeria, then fair enough. But it's like one unable babe in London. It's like, why do why do you care? Yeah, her do her. I think mine is um, growing up. Uh, the idea of beauty or the way we like kind of kind of relates to what you said. So, like. Korean girls will dress very differently and do their makeup very differently and, you know, will desire to look in a way that's very different to the way we would see, you know, someone who's attractive. So obviously growing up, I was growing up here. So I started doing my makeup the way I thought would fit in England or you know whatever you know, obviously our mm. makeup was terrible 10 years ago <laughs> but like you know I would pop in pop into boots and get like do you remember those like uh, oh that's my mic sorry do you remember those like um like cream foundations like you know really oh, ho- yeah. like horrible like makeup that I would never use again <laughs> but you know at that age you know when you start putting makeup on when you start putting like when you start becoming interested in grooming yourself it was so different and my mom just didn't understand so she would just criticize it like oh why is your eyeliner so thick like that's not pretty that's not nice or mm. like um don't wear that that's not fashionable in korea that's not this in korea like and um a lot of a lot of it was like you know even things like piercings she hated my tragus piercing so much she dragged me to like a jewelry shop and like made, made me take it out what? Yeah, she's just things like that. So those are the things we clashed on a lot growing up. And even like last year, I was like, "Well, I'm going to a gym." And I think the year before, I got into CrossFit quite a lot and weightlifting, and I really enjoyed it. And she was just like, she just didn't understand. She was like, "You're a woman. Why? Why are you doing that? Why can't you do like yoga or Pilates?" Oh, yeah. So like things like that. She'd be like, she just doesn't get it. She's like, "Why do you have to be muscly? Like, just be skinny." Like yeah. things like that. So I, I'm like, I don't, I don't think like really skinny girls is, I would never be a skinny, skinny frame, but mm. she'll just be like, but mm. that's not attractive. And I'll be like, okay, great. Thanks mom. You know, yeah, is it Korean beauty standards? She's saying like in Korea, this is what prettiness looks yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. It's very one unilateral. Like you, you have to be this like really white, really pale, really like kind of petite, skinny, girly, feminine. And if you derange from that, it's like a, a huge deal. And I'm I think like that's none similar. of those things. That's similar in Thailand as well, like the beauty standards. But like, mm. I think things are changing here. And I, you can start seeing like more like sort of active, like girls going to the gym. And like that's becoming like another alternative, like to be in. But like mm. similar, um, we have the same thing of the beauty standards being skinny, petite, pale, and like, rank like just i don't know like very breakable and fragile dainty yeah dainty. yeah mm. i mean so, but it is yeah. it is also i like i think something we should t- talk about in another episode but i think girls get it so hard i think i think mothers are so much more difficult on their daughters than oh anyone god. is on their sons oh my <laughs> god oh. 
<laughs> because like our mothers are like like I, my mom is a power woman right and i in lots of ways she is a feminist yeah but in lots of other ways it's like she's against the progression of women <laughs> <laughs> What does this stay under the baby market? Like, why? Why do you do this? You know, what I would actually love is us to get our mothers on an episode and discuss this with them. Yeah, that would be wild. Oh my god! Can I talk to my my mother out? <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. They might. They might definitely shoot us down. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Our parents talk about feminism and gender, the patriarchy and gender roles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would That's love it. if not our mothers, then let's get someone else's mothers. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like to not be my friends mom. with my mom. Yeah, but like for I example, like she, my mom, even to this day, like going on the feminist thing, like she, I'll be like telling her how. So I recently started surgical training, and she'll be like, oh, "But you're a girl; you shouldn't be a surgeon." Like it was obviously harder for you to be a surgeon. Not like you shouldn't be a surgeon, but she feels more. She feels like it's harder for me because I'm a girl because I'm a mm. woman. Mm. And, mm. In, in, and to be fair, in ways she is right. Like, you know, on calls can be brutal physically. Like it is brutal job sometimes. Um, and, you know, fact like men are sometimes stronger and more resilient physically, but um, just things like, Oh, but you know, like, you know, you want to have babies, you want to have children. I want grandchildren. And I'll be like, realistically, mom, like I can't have children for the next like six years. Or like five, four years at least, and she'll be like, "What?" And, you know, just things like, like, she's, so she's like, "Sorry, you've actually thought about this?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course I have. Like, it doesn't fit with my my schedule. I can't I can't fall pregnant before then, even if I was to marry." You know, mm. I feel like these things sound ridiculous. I mean, they they can sound ridiculous to us now, but when I hear it, I just think. I have such a deep appreciation of the like the, the way they grew up and yeah. the mindset that they have and it's like for them it's like I think for us it's such a privilege that we're able to like see our lives through more than one lens and yeah. like see that we can do these things that we can still put ourselves in these positions but I feel like they didn't have those options or like enough of that conversation so they're yeah. t- telling us what they know and we have the benefit of having their knowledge but also having some as well that we can make our own decision and be like hopefully somewhere in the middle or, like more progressive yeah, for sure do you think um your parents views have affected your dating life Ooh. oh 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 oh, oh. Hmm. wow <laughs> definitely oh, no oh my god I, I have a hilarious story that just happened like a few weeks ago. <laughs> go on <laughs> depending on when we air this <laughs> so I was talking to some guy. You guys, please, no one say anything. <laughs> you, <laughs> no commentary. Nobody say anything about anything. <laughs> you already preempted the shade. <laughs> no, that guy from, no. <laughs> um, no, like, it doesn't affect my dating life, but she, like, has some commentary that she gives, like, once in a while. So, like, I told her I met this guy, da, 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 like, I met him through friends, da, da, da. she goes, Oh my god, finally. So what are you meet in a club? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I meet guys in clubs and she has this thing against men that I meet in clubs. And I was just like, when, when was this a dating criteria? So I didn't know it was a thing, but apparently for her, she hadn't told me yet because she knew that if she told me then I might just go maybe I'll find somebody in the club. But like it's interesting how she thinks that meeting someone in the club is a nice thing. I, I was just like, oh, <laughs> 
sobbing life. She was so happy. She was so happy. She's like, no, the club. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, what? My mom says something similar. Like when my friends like stayed, so she asked me like ages ago. She was like, "What? Who? What's? How is she doing?" And I said, "Oh, she's dating this boy that she met, and I actually know him, or something like that." She was like, "Oh, see, this is what you should you should find verified men. Verification <laughs> is very important. Not some stranger off an app." And I'll be like, to be "Okay." <laughs> my mom just does not get like dating apps. Yeah, she's like, like just cannot comprehend what like that's why she wouldn't right. have facebook she doesn't have facebook just because she's so scared of someone taking her information that she just <laughs> cannot wrap her mind around to dating be fair, she's probably smart that's very for true yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with everything yeah. going on that is very valid yeah just met him through a friend of a friend of a friend <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, but like, majority of the time is even when you meet on an app, it is like a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. <laughs> like, it's so small. <laughs> it's such a small world. Um, it's, it probably is true. I don't think yeah. my Ooh. affects my dating life, but I think it connects to probably what my clash, one of our clashes will is, which is in terms of, like you guys said, gender roles. Like, oh my God. You know, I'm, you know, oh. strong, I'm a strong, young, independent, mixed race woman of. And- <laughs> Say it louder. <laughs> and, um, and like, you know, my boyfriend is very aware of this fact and has been from the start. And so we've, our relationship is kind of, has works around that. But my mom will be like, uh-uh, why are you letting him cook? So you're just oh going to God. sit down and lie down and you let the man cook for you. And I'm like, but he enjoys yes. cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy lying down and sitting down. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Works out perfectly. <laughs> but like, and yeah, we just clash so much about it because it's like, I'm, especially for me, like when you tell me to do something, I definitely don't want to do it. So then mm. like, I just get worse <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm just not going to do it ever then. <laughs> We keep saying this well you know obviously not like at the moment we like we're very good of you know splitting tasks and routines between us but I think for for my mom and I it's like that clash where it's like you know she'll wake when I was much younger and living in Nigeria you know she'd wake me up and be like oh wake up wake up it's time to learn to cook and I'm like but well, why aren't you waking my brother up like it's cooking is uh, an essential is not tied to me. You, you, you're, you're telling you're saying my life story this is my life story. <laughs> this is literally my life story but you know like it doesn't make sense I was like but like technically speaking you just need you don't even need hands i'm sure there's people that have hands that can cook so why is it only the woman ones it's a basic it? human skill it's like survival like for, for yeah. life you need to eat this is not a gender specific activity that's our clash what <laughs> one of them mm. so, um, so my ex as most of you guys know was um a pakistani muslim guy Oh, oh my god, I totally yeah. forgot. Oh god. Yeah. Wow. What a blast from the past. What's his name so again? Don't put it. his name on blast. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember. His name on blast. <laughs> I'll type it for you guys after it. Oh my god. Okay. Um so we dated and I didn't tell my mom for a long time because I knew she'd be funny about it. And I remember my main concern actually was that his family as we know, in South Asian community, there's a lot of racism, especially around black people. So his fa- mm-hmm. he told me that his family wouldn't accept the fact that I was black if they found out. And that if we were to like progress or anything, he would probably have to leave his family, which mm-hmm. I wasn't Gosh. comfortable with. Wow. Naturally. So then I remember telling my mum, and 
this must have wrestled my mom for like two months <laughs> because the way we ended up breaking up was I then randomly out of the blue got an email from my mum saying that it'd been on her heart. She'd been <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait, 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 sorry, 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 pause. Your mum emailed you. <laughs> my mum never emails me, right? Oh, it's so a serious like, guy. It was oh, like a proper oh serious God. thing. So she sent me this email. I can't even really remember it. And I, was, I remember I was like sitting next to him in bed, got this email and my mum had said like it'd been on her heart. She was really uncomfortable with it. She just didn't think it was the right thing for either of us. Like, um, and she really thinks that we need to break up. And to be honest, like it also been on my mind too, but I kind mm. of was probably too scared to make that decision. Mm. And actually that email, that email coming there, we then spoke about it. And actually that's, we ended up breaking up. Really? From I actually remember email. this happening. Did yeah. you tell them, did you tell him straight away? Hey babe. I yeah, he was email. right next to me. Yeah. Oh my god! Shout and out was... to your mom. Her prayers were answered. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> email. Back. I know the power but of mothers. I think it's like knowing, because while me and my mom do sometimes clash, I also like really trust her judgment. Mm. And I think I knew it'd been on my heart as well. I just knew that this couldn't run. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. But do you think what the the clash is is that we trust and respect their judgment? Like definitely, I'm the same. But mm. it's like the not allowing us have the freedom to make the mistakes yeah. is what it feels like. It's yeah. like let me date him for a year, break up with him. Don't tell me from the day one that it's not going to yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. My mom wow. was the same. So I was with my ex for three years and. Towards the end of those three years, she was honestly like every day she was like, I don't understand why you're still with him. I don't understand why oh. you're still with him. You know, he's not the one for you. I know he's not the one for you. And it wasn't even a cultural thing. It was just she apparently just knew. You know, it's like, I know that he's not the girl. For, he's not the right um, guy for you. I know it. And I know you know it. And I'm like, yeah, I may know it, but let me just do my thing. Like, you know, <laughs> let me just. And she'd be like, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your youth. All that. She was very forceful. And similarly, like, it was a really long text from my mom that actually prompted my, like, the break and the breakup and everything. Mm. So I relate to you, Abby, in that sense. But I think she did regret the way that she went about it. So in my, uh, in my current relationship, she's actually very supportive. She, you know, like I said, you know, parents are human too. Like, I feel like she even said to herself, she was like, you know, I probably didn't approach it the right way, but I just was so worried that you were making the biggest mistake of your life. Mm. I think what I, like, this is, you know, very personal insight scoop, but I think what I really struggle with, and it's, you know, something I've been working on for many years is, <clears throat> like you said, like parents are humans too, and they 100% love us, want the best for us no matter what. And I know that, and it's not that I've ever doubted that. But I think what I struggle with and I get frustrated with is when they, like you said, when they maybe do things in the wrong way or can be hurtful or can say things, you know, that are the wrong things. Mm. But then there's like, no, not consequences, but you know, they're just like, well, I love you. So move on. And it's kind of like, (laughs) yeah, but (laughs) but if if it was anyone else, if it was your sibling, if it was your friend, Mm. you'd have time to, you know, argue or fight your fight. But with parents, you just have to move on. And it's it's kind of like tough love. It is, and it's kind of like, you know, because you're human too, maybe you actually just said something really hurtful because you were in a bad mood or because you were hurt mm-hmm. and you lashed back out. Just admit mm-hmm. that and let's move on. But it's never, you know, they never admit it really. Oh, they nev- my mom can never years admit Years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, they know exactly what to say. 
exactly what to say to it, piss uh, you off oh so much God. like literally it is unbelievable like the buttons they know oh lord oh my like, gosh that is so <laughs> It is true. Prima is like, oh my god. Prima is looking stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Just like yeah. even the nicest things they can say are said at the worst times. <laughs> like, such yeah. a nice are you okay or like do you need help with that but like it just comes at the worst timing and yeah. just breaks you yeah and yeah. you're already like trying to cope and then they say something and you're like fuck this i'm thinking a parent sounds stressful <laughs> it like, does it really does it um, does thanks okay. thanks guys you're doing a good job <laughs> yeah. love you <laughs> please please understand us <laughs> but i think that's something that we can take and like i think obviously we know our parents like do that like you know something goes wrong they just they lash out and then they're like oh why didn't you greet me yesterday it's because i was like because you were just shouting at me for three hours i remember being like i remember when i was younger everyone would tell me off and i like, get really angry and i like, see all these things and then like half an hour she's like oh enemy come here and like oh stop smiling with me and i'm like yes i'm still angry but yeah. i was like are you still angry i'm like well yeah <laughs> they don't like you to get food <laughs> or like there's just always been that like, come set the table now <laughs> time for family time everyone yeah. laughs yeah. yeah time to be happy again <laughs> it is mind-boggling they, they don't like you processing as once they're done yeah. you better be done as well <laughs> literally literally it gets better with age though i think i don't know if it's it right definitely does. yeah yeah you guess but like the older we get the more we like able to understand like my mom is going to react this way in certain, certain situations i can like manage that and like not yeah. trigger myself as well so yeah. I think it's about understanding the pressure points, and I just kind of navigate that. And I think she understands that certain things. I'm just like, if she starts talking about gender roles, I'm about to kick off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're about to enter into another conversation. Nobody wants to go down. So we just we sidestep that completely. <laughs> no need for this. Yeah, it's a skill you have to master. Like when how to sidestep those conversations, understanding yeah. your triggers. I was literally just thinking how. I had, I can't imagine having lived with my parents for my entire teenage life. Like, I actually don't think I would have survived my teenage mm-hmm. years if I actually had to live with them 24-7 every day. I, I, I literally used to go back during summer holidays and I used to just be like, fuck, I need to go back now. <laughs> like, you know, I literally would be like, nope, mm-hmm. I can't do this for two months need to go um, back i think because we're used to being in boarding school right i think if we didn't yeah. go to boarding school ever maybe it would be different but i feel like yeah. after being in boarding school for a long period of time without your parents having to come home for like a period of time and they're like oh where are you going who are you talking to they're like, like what are all these questions yeah like, literally nope. sorry who <laughs> why are you asking <laughs> guys can i can i just note that i spent lockdown with my parents oh <laughs> so my god oh, babes. <sighs> that? i could not look at all the silence so, like, in my voice <laughs> i know oh, <laughs> lamenting <Can> I- <laughs> And I feel like I know, like, where the clash bet- like with our parents come from. It's like, once we go back home, like, after having left for so long, it's just so hard for them to comprehend that we're adults too. We're mm. not, like, children. We're also not, like, property possession. Like, we, we don't we <laughs> inform. We don't ask for permission. And, like, it's for them. Like, they feel like it, we've been left in a time capsule. So when we come mm. home, like... It picks up where they left off, which oh is when we're like totally 10 or 11. 
Yes. Mm. And then coming back under their roof, it becomes like, okay, let's continue. Like we've mm. like, and like, I feel like I've fallen my pants once or twice. And then they're like, okay. Um, like we like, we didn't have that much time with you when you were growing up. So like, it's very hard for us to, mm. you know, treat you as an adult because we keep forgetting that fact. Yeah. yeah. And also they it's don't amazing know your personality. Mm-hmm. that's a big thing like they don't know our personalities because we have been away for so long and like you only really see the ins and outs of someone's personality by staying you know living with them or having a- enough time with them so then we come back and that were these not that they see it as bad things but were these strong-minded feminists who do i don't know whatever it is and they like it's new to them yeah <laughs> we left those babies <laughs> what i was gonna say though i think it's really nice actually getting to know my parents as adults yes like, especially my mom like getting to know her personality like having more fun with her being able to have more adult conversations and my mom talks more about her relationships like I'm the person because she doesn't want to go outside the family and the person that she confides in and it's really nice actually getting to see my mom as a real human and not her mm. not just being mom mom yeah. yeah I think it's really good that your parents Sorry, sorry to me. I was gonna say it's really good that your parents pretty much able to be like, yeah, it's hard for us to see you as an adult. Like that level of like mm. self awareness mm. and that oh, ability yeah. to admit. Like I feel like yeah. sometimes they realize later, but then they can't have the full up conversation. Being okay, maybe we overreacted. They it's just very keep insightful. It. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. for them to I, actually communicate that across, it's amazing. I would advise five done five months of lockdown with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Forced <Ooh>. therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all in all, we do love our parents. We do. <laughs> yeah. Thank, Thank you, you for everything. <laughs> well, it should be like a Mother or Father's Day episode. Where we've all been talked about our mothers, obviously. Crazy I know. <laughs> I, know. I was going to be like, look, you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, guys, I think we should always flag that, even though our parents stress us and da da da. Like knowing that obviously our parents do this because they care and blah blah blah, mm. but then also knowing that they always they always have our backs. Like I feel like yeah. having yeah. moms and dads, like it's literally like the most ridiculous like backing ever. Like no matter yeah. what happens, you're always back. Yeah. I think that's actually the most phenomenal. That's why we like put up with everything because you're like this person is literally your right or day. Like we're in this yeah. life till the end, yep. and it's amazing. Yeah, I want to say something about that because I know we're ending, but it's really hard talking to people like white people or British people and explaining like kind of like trying to vent about your parents but them also not getting it and mm. them thinking your parents like a really bad person for all the things that they're doing like oh <laughs> they beat me how can you vent without let you go being... out after nine o'clock how can That's they not horrible. let you sleep over at a boy's house oh my gosh <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah I think we need to stress that we do love our parents and yes. we love them yeah. so much yeah. And, and I think we will, we yeah, will yeah. probably grow up to be like them. Probably, <laughs> no matter yeah. how much. Okay. We- <laughs> okay. Imagine yeah. our kids having a podcast and talking about us like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and obviously, everything we've all achieved, every single part of our lives oh, yeah. has been paid yeah. by them and yeah, also our influences. And, Facts. you know, if, like compare, you know, a hundred parents compare you know in the same positions as our parents they would not have made similar choices for our benefit so mm-hmm. um i honestly believe they had our you know interests at their heart at all times Always. despite sacrifice loads for you us. know exactly yeah. despite shipping i mean they sacrificed 
spending time with their children so that mm. their children could do have a better like oh, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. And, you know, wow, emotional. this conversation we really took. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, we say like we say, Oh yeah, we went to boarding school, it's really difficult, it was really hard. But like imagine, like we we were young, we would have been adaptable. Mm-hmm. For them, it's literally like shipping their kids off. Yeah. Yeah. To the outside well one of the thing world. my one thing my mom said as to me as an adult that I'd never obviously realized as a kid was she because she when I came to boarding school at 10 when we moved from Nigeria she moved with us she was working you know for top bank and you know doing really well and she quit and she you know essentially became a housewife moved to England with my brother and I um, while we were in boarding school and I just thought it was like what people did (laughs) like I obviously Mm, didn't understand you know the situation and mm. so like talking to her as an adult, she was like, you know, she had a very, you know, or several, but you know, long conversation with my dad, you know, cause obviously that was then going to be only him providing the income. Um, and she basically was just saying like the people I love the most, I know them the least cause I'm always at work mm. and I just want to spend time with my kids. Even if that <laughs> just means, <laughs> even if that just means half terms and exiats and whatever it is, like I want to, I, like, I want to know my children <laughs> and yeah. are you willing to support me in that decision? And so it's only when you're older that you appreciate the sacrifices they make because when you're young, it all just seems like a given. Standard. Yeah. yeah. Like, isn't everyone's parents quitting their jobs to watch their kids? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Mental. I feel like this is something that I'm going to, ha- this is something I've thought about a lot. Like, how do we do that with our kids? But that's another, like, podcast episode. Another, but, like, yeah. how do we manage like, it? That's a good one. No, I can't. Even, like, yeah. we're assuming that we're all having children and, like, not mm. having children mm. also another part. Ooh. So, like, like that could this. be another one. Woo. Love it. Fire at the end. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, guys, thank you for listening to today's episode of Deep Meaningless Conversations. Thanks to all the parents out there. Yeah. Um, We love you. Shout out to every parent out there. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, we may have listeners who are already parents. Woo. Yeah. That is true. Well done. Well um, done. Also, <laughs> I just want to say, yeah, well done, guys. Good luck. Uh, Good no, luck. I, I really do want to say, you know, our first episode went out this uh, last week, and we've had really nice feedback from everyone. So, mm. we're really, really, um, we're really help, happy and thankful and grateful for you guys tuning in. Um, just let us know in our DMs or email. Um, on any topic suggestions any constructive feedback or anything that you guys want us to talk about there is a lot of lot of pressure for people to appear like they are engaging Mm. and i think it is the new trendy (laughs) thing to do whose landline is belling off who still has a landline in this day and age that's the real question (laughs) so i'm gonna have to redo that section (laughs) But you have a landline? Why do you no, have a landline? Your bell. It's, a, it's a bell delivery. Oh, okay. Hey, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Sorry, so that's a smooth Lines transition. <laughs>